Hello, and welcome to the Health and Wellbeing Matters podcast. Whether you're in your car, cleaning, working, or simply listening, we are excited that you are joining us today. The first time a person gets their period can be scary. For many, it can be a moment of growing up or of adulthood. The first time I got my period, I was scared and I didn't know what to do. In my head, I felt the floodgates had opened. It reminded me of that one scene in The Shining. Remember, the elevators opened and a flood of red came out. To those who did not see it, a sea of red blood came flooding out of the elevator doors. The floors were a green patterned carpet and the walls were equally outdated wallpaper. It was consuming and freaky for a 10-year-old. But many people may not know what to do or what is normal, especially with periods and women's health being understudied and generally stigmatized. Luckily, some of us have women in our lives to coach us or we read the back of a tampon box. But one of the things related to our periods and menstrual health that we do not talk about as frequently is the gynecologist, specifically when we are younger and how parents are not told that this needs to be done. We need a shift in our perceptions, and today we'll be doing just that. We'll be discussing the OBGYN, when we should go, why we don't, and what we can do to get people to go at the appropriate age. All right, before we begin, for those of you who may not know, I have done a lot of research and created programs about menstruation. While I'm not a gynecologist myself, I do research and generally work with communities in trying to access care. I find that there's a lot of misconceptions from others and it can feel awkward to go. Today, we're gonna be looking at those perceptions and try to increase education to you all. We will be interviewing two lovely women about their personal experiences with the gynecologist and with their children. We hope you will stick around to hear their stories. Thank you everyone again for joining us. It's a lovely morning here in our studio and I'm here with Stacy and Kimara. I will let these women introduce themselves. Stacy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I am a research coordinator and um, a mother of a 10-year-old girl who I had um, in my early 40s. Okay, and Kimara, what about you? Hi everyone, my name is Kimaira. Um, I'm a full-time graduate student and a mother to an almost one-year-old. She'll be one this week. Awesome, great. Thank you for being here today. Uh, we're gonna start with some questions. Okay, so the first question I have for you guys, um, both of you guys can answer is, at what age did you first go to the gynecologist? My first gynecological visit was at 21. Um, my first visit was at 18. Do you remember why you went to the gynecologist initially the first time you went? For me, I went um, just because um, to like get an annual and kind of like, you know, learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, I was under the perception that, you know, that's when you first go to the gynecologist. So that's what made me go at that time. Yeah, that's a really common um, misconception. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you just kind of went for like an annual visit. This is a question I kind of have for both of you guys. Uh, what do you think the suggested age is for women to first see their gynecologist? Well, I went at 18, so I'm going to say 18. Okay. And I know, Kimara, you said you had originally thought um, 21. So is that, I know that kind of applies to the question here. Um, I would say maybe around like 19. Yeah, maybe 18 or 19. 
when you reach like kind of young adulthood. All right. Well, I'm going to share some information with you guys. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists actually recommends that um, young girls go to their first gynecology appointment between the ages of 13 to 15. So now that you know that, are you surprised to find out the answer? Wow. That young? Um, Yeah, actually, that really surprises me. Young teenagers. I, I just never thought of that before. Yeah, that was surprising to me also because I wouldn't think that, you know, um, an adolescent that young would need to go to the gynecologist. Yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons why um, someone that young can need to go to the gynecologist. They might be having issues with their menstrual cycle. They might want to talk about birth control or be having some issues with different like hormonal changes. It's a big time for changes in a female body. And also that's a time where a lot of um, young women research does show that they do become sexually active. So these are just some important things to consider. I know um, for me personally, I remember it was pretty common that I heard that you weren't supposed to go until you're 21, but that's actually the recommended age for screening for your first pap smear, which you then begin annually after that. I just wanted to share that information with you guys. Okay, so the next question, I will ask Stacy. before you went to the gynecologist, what issues did you think they were primarily concerned with? Or what did you think was going to come up at your first appointment? Well, primarily, I thought that you went to the gynecologist because um, you were primarily looking for birth control or you were thinking about having in sex and, and wanted to discuss those topics with um, the gynecologist and how to prevent um, getting pregnant. Um, other things that I thought would come up would be probably um, having the um, pap smear be done to be checked. Yeah. So something that I think a lot of people that are maybe considering taking their children to the gynecologist don't know is that there's actually no pelvic exam at the first gynecology appointment. And that kind of exam isn't recommended for someone who is from the ages of 13 to 15, that younger age group that we were talking about, unless there's some sort of reason for concern or they're coming to the gynecologist with some sort of issue that would require a pelvic exam. But thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. And my next question, this kind of goes for both of you guys, but as parents, do you feel you were ever taught about what to do with your children with respect to a gynecologist? Stacy? I know your daughter is a little bit closer to the age where she might be going soon. Um, Kimira, your daughter still has a ways to go, but do you guys feel like as parents, you ever received really any information about this? Um, I don't think that I was really taught or received information about, you know, what specific ages um, to discuss, you know, like puberty or going to the gynecologist for for female issues um, with my daughter. And I think that um, upon listening to to some of the information you're talking about, um, there are reasons, you know, to go earlier, just after a wellness visit with my daughter, we were just discussing puberty, you know, things that were going to be changing in her body and she's at 10. And so she's just at the start of this time 
of change in her life. And so, no, I, 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 pamphlets or textbooks, I think, um, would really help. So this is all great information for me. Okay. And what about you, Kimaira? No, I actually wasn't taught. I was surprised when you said that, you know, the age was so young, but now that I do have this information, I'm going to make sure that I continue to do my own research and I'll keep that, you know, in my mind for when my daughter does get close to those ages. Great. That's awesome. I'm so glad that this is, you know, giving you a little bit more information about a really important issue. That's exactly what we want from this. What myths or misconceptions surrounding going to the gynecologist have you heard? Have these impacted you? Like maybe you heard something and it kind of stopped you in your tracks. You were about to make an appointment, but then you were like, no, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Um, And why do you think that there's so many like myths or misconceptions about the gynecologist? For me, some of the myths um, and misconceptions that I had were that, you know, You go to the gynecologist either when you're sexually active or when you reach, um, you know, of age 21, when you begin your annuals. I think that impacted me because, you know, my first visit was at 21. So had I known, you know, that was a myth and that I could have gone sooner for other issues, I think I would have gone sooner. And honestly, I think that's just because, you know, societal um, norms in a sense, like that's kind of what I've always heard. So that's kind of what I went off of instead of actually, you know, knowing, you know, the, the real information and why it's important to go, you know, earlier in everything that, um, a gynecologist can cover besides just, you know, annuals at, you know, your initial visit. Yeah, I actually went to the gynecologist for the first time when I was 21, too. Um, I think that was one of the myths or misconceptions that really impacted me. Um, Another myth or misconception that I had heard, too, that affects a lot of parents is that a lot of like there's a lot of taboo or stigma around parents who think that if they take their kid to the gynecologist, then all of a sudden they're going to start like engaging in really promiscuous behavior. And that's totally not the case. It's just informational and educational and it's really good to go so that if there are any issues you can talk those through with your doctor okay another question I have for you guys what advice do you have for parents who are concerned about going to the gynecologist with their child and how it might influence their child I kind of just touched on that but Stacy, if you want to give us some insight yes I think that it is really important to know that going to the gynecologist is about getting the proper female health care set up for um, your child. It's um, about getting the correct answers for some menstrual issues that may be going on or puberty questions, or there are other topics that the gynecologist covers that doesn't actually concern sex. And so I think it's important in that it influences the child in a way that allows the child to develop a trusting and a good relationship with this doctor um, who will probably be a part of that, that child's, you know, life, you know, as they get into their late teens and twenties, and then possibly into, you know, their reproductive um, age, if that's, you know, what's going to happen next. Thank you so much for that insight, Stacey. Yeah. I think it's really important that people understand that it's like, a really 
important issue for children to find a doctor that they trust. And a parent can really be helpful in that situation and kind of open up a conversation or share stories about their own experience. All right. So moving on to my next question. Do you feel that there are barriers for parents who want to take their child to a gynecologist? Yes. So I think there are, um, you know, various reasons that can kind of hinder or make it difficult for parents to take their um, children to the gynecologist. Um, One thing is like money and insurance. As we know, like healthcare costs are very expensive um, and things continue to go up, like just general living costs from gas to um, housing. So that may be one barrier for families who can't afford it. They may know um, and have the information, but they may not be able to Um, make those appointments because either they don't have insurance or they can't pay out of pocket or they can't afford um, however much their copay is. Other things that could be barriers are um, their location. So there may not be a gynecologist in their area that sees um, adolescents. So they may be faced with the dilemma um, of having to go far, too far, maybe not having transportation or adequate transportation that would get them, you know, to and from. So yeah, I definitely feel there are barriers that could prevent parents from taking their children. And just the un- just being uncomfortable with, you know, the situation. I know some people, even if myths are debunked, they may still kind of have those feelings like, oh, well, if I take my child, then this is going to encourage, you know, this behavior. So maybe I'll just let them wait until they're 18 or 21. Yeah, you brought up a lot of really good points. I think too, um, especially with this being such an important issue, it's kind of shocking how there's so many areas where there's so few gynecologists that will see um, younger women for these issues. But I think it's important for our listeners to know that if they do run into this issue, that maybe try reaching out to your primary care provider. Um, I think that would be a good option. And if you don't have one of those, maybe do some research if there's other providers in your area who can connect you with someone that you can connect with over telehealth or just get your child connected in some way. We're actually going to hear from a dad later who has some insight on what it's like to be a dad who's taking their child to the gynecologist, which I think is an interesting barrier to um, Kimaira kind of just touched on how awkward it can be sometimes for parents. It is kind of an awkward situation. And I think especially for dads, they might not really know how to approach a situation where they have to talk about puberty or different changes in a female body, you know, things they might not necessarily be familiar with. So we're going to hear from a dad in a little bit, but um, one last question I have for you guys is what kind of advice or message do you want to leave any other parents with any like last insights from your own experiences? So I think that it is important for parents to know that you should try to make your child feel very comfortable and and when talking with them or preparing them to go and see the gynecologist let them make a list of questions that they might have that they want to ask the doctor and that also if they want to talk to the doctor one-on-one without you in the room that that is okay to do because you're trying to build a rapport and and get this trusting relationship set up. I think that that's, those are, are very important things to keep in mind 
when taking, you know, your child to the gynecologist? I think there are, you know, great resources. So my advice would be, you know, for parents to really do their research, you know, prior to going, have questions that they also want to ask, you know, from a parent's standpoint, you know, to the gynecologist and, you know, really allow their child to open up, try not to um, overshadow, you know, the meeting so that their child, you know, as Stacy said, is comfortable, go with the flow. And if there's any questions that they um, may not have gotten to, they could always, you know, keep in contact with the gynecologist and allow their child to know, you know, that is continuing resource for them. So it doesn't just have to be that one opportunity that they can reach out for further assistance if needed. Well, thank you guys so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate you guys giving that those pieces of important insight with your experience as parents and as women. I'm sure our listeners all really appreciate it. And I hope everyone here got to learn something today. We will now hear from Victor, an individual who's a pivotal part of his daughter's health journey and getting access to the gynecologist and information about puberty. He's going to tell us his experiences as a father and some of the barriers and advice that he has. So the first question is, have you taken your child or know if your child has ever seen a gynecologist or a family medicine provider for gynecological services? Uh, yes, she has seen, she has gone to her regular uh, pediatrician and has done screening. They, she started around the time she got her period, which is around 13 years old. And how did you first approach the subject of puberty changes or health issues that um, are to be discussed with a gynecologist or those types of things, even with the family medicine doctor with your daughter? I think we started the conversation on fifth grade when she was approached by the school to have a, a sex ed class. It's a, it's, a, it's a human health class. And basically we told her that she needed to go there because of what's coming and then we're going to cover some topics that we needed to expand on, but it was a good, a good, a good start. Um, and we explained to her that as she gets older, she, her body was going to change and there was going to be some changes that we would have to talk to her about it. And so she can understand it. And there was nothing negative about it and that everybody was different. How do you think your experience as a father is different when discussing female health um, or female health issues with your child? I think I'm pretty open about it. And I tend to push the envelope in the sense that I don't see it as a taboo topic or a scary topic or, or as something gross. I think the, the, a good portion of males when when uh, when it comes to the, to the girl's body and the changes they go through they get they get very afraid of it because it's been taught to them to be like to be a taboo subject something that they shouldn't that they that they do not need to know anything about it so when when it's put on when they're on that when they're put on that situation they don't know how to handle it and they just panic because they don't understand it so my philosophy has been that I may not be directly talking to her about some of these conversations because she may not feel comfortable, but I'm very aware of, of these conversations. And she's, and she's very aware that I'm aware of these conversations. And if there's anything, any question that she needs or if she needs to go to somebody to talk even more, that I can do that. 
that I, I'm okay with that. As a father, how do you approach discussing um, the subject of puberty changes and health issues um, that can be discussed with uh, a gynecologist with your daughter? I think that each kid sort of like change, their maturity level changes and you approach them in a different way. But in regards to, to my child, um, as she develops and she gets, she hits certain, certain points in her life, I bring up the topic as to, okay, you know, we need to, we need to talk to the doctor or we need to see somebody about this because this is something that you're going to experience. So I provide, I give them that information and I make and that, and I make sure that she realizes this is a normal aspect of her life and that she should be able to feel comfortable talking to me about it at any given time and bring in any questions that she may have. And I need to realize that I may not be the first source of information, meaning that she's gonna hear a lot of comments from friends that are probably not the best com the, the, the best inform information, but I wanna know, but I want her to know that she can come to me and ask any questions if, you, if she feels odd about it or she doesn't feel comfortable about it, and that I'm gonna give her the right information. So the more information I provide her, the earlier I provided that information, the, the more aware she's gonna be when that information given to her is wrong by other people. And I basically tell her, I don't, I don't know the answer. I tell her flat out, I don't know all the answers. And I realize that she may not want to hear this answer from me or she doesn't want to ask this question. So I bring her, I say, well, we can always go and talk to somebody that you can ask questions that they can, and she can answer the questions in a way that you feel comfortable. And that could be a doctor or some other, some other professional. As a father, how did you first approach discussing um, women's health, female health with her? Was it, was it in fifth grade exactly? Or, or were there other times, you know, that you've needed to do this past the fifth grade and discuss as she ages, you know, I don't. I think I, as, I, as she ages and as, as, as you start to notice, as, I think as she asked questions, as she got older and started asking questions, I, answer those questions and provide her, provide her with, with the information. And as, as certain points in her life will come up, I would anticipate what the needs were gonna be. Um, sometimes she was open about it. Sometimes she was not comfortable about it. But my comment to her is like, this is gonna happen or we're gonna have this conversation. Um, I think, I used to tell everybody one of the things that I, that I enjoyed doing was driving her to school or driving her places by her, by when, when he was with the two of us, because in the car, there's no escaping me. There's, it was a place where we can have a short conversation about a topic that she cannot get out of the car. So the, it, was a, it was a great place where we can bring up different conversations about different things and health and how the, and how her, 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 um, physical health and mental health are part of growing up and how that changes over, over time at different, at different stages of her, of her age. Um, I, see it, I see it two aspects, or there's a physical aspect, but there's a mental aspect. And I think you have to deal with both of them at the same time um, to be able to, to make progress because dealing with one half and leaving the other one you know, unattended, it doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes it worse. Um, our last question is, 
what's some advice you would give to a father who wants to approach the subject of um, the first gynecological visit or um, approaching the first discussion about female health with their child? I think the advice is that talking to other parents, especially, you know, other males that have gone through it will be beneficial because it gives you a different perspective on how to approach the topic. And each kid is different, each adult is different. So what it would what works for one person doesn't necessarily gonna work for you. And then the other advice is it is okay to say, I don't know. That's why we need to go to somebody. That's why we need to take the steps. But realize that this is nothing gross or something to be ashamed of. And that is, I think that is one huge problem for, for males is that somehow it's made, to, it's made by everybody to, for us to be ashamed or disgusting about it. Because like, that's, that's something gross that we don't want to talk about it. So I think we need to be, we need to realize that this is not different than our body. It's just that it's different. It's a different body. So we need to realize that how we approach it to the kid will have a long-term impact on the kid. So the more you're open and it is okay to say, I don't know, I'll, t- I'll check with somebody else or I'll talk to somebody else. So be open-minded and realize that, yeah, there's going to be that you don't know the answers and that it is okay. And that all you need to do is realize that you need to be open with the kid, that she's going to have questions that you're not going to have answers and that it is okay. So my advice is be aware that treat it like anything else. There's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing scary about it. And, and there's no reason to be ashamed, which I think that's what they make us feel or gross about it. It just, it is what it is. It's just something normal, a part is part of life. And if you, if you approach it that way, you know, with an open minded, with an open mind, yeah, it'll go better. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. You are listening to Health and Wellbeing Matters podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in.